Oh, welcome. Happy Cinco de Cuatro. Or Cinco de Mayo. Or May the Fourth be with you. Depending on or whatever when you hear this, right? Or Happy Derby for you, Jimmy. Oh, How yeah. Are you? Happy Derby. Today today is Thurby. As it, as, Thurby. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense because then tomorrow's the Oaks, yeah. which comes right after a Thurby. And then there's actually the Derby that occurs on Saturday. And then after that, it's just 364 days till the next Derby. <laughs> That's how that goes. Until <laughs> people start wishing each other happy Derby. Yeah, right? yeah. So much fun. Hashtag jealous. Oh. I'm not there getting a happy Derby here. And yeah, there. yeah. Maybe next year. Yeah, that's... Uh, if I get as many texts from you about Derby <laughs> over the last several days, I'm not coming. I won't respond. Well, I'm just... For all of you listening, Jimmy sent me about 8 billion texts with every update of every horse that had to be put down in the early races. Horses and... are dying up here. It's 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 <laughs> awful. Somebody's going to have to... We're going to well... have to talk to the mayor about it. Horses are dying. <laughs> Which is not funny. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at the incessant amount of text about it that I got and all the news articles I had to wade through. Yeah. Well, thinking something important was coming my how way. How do you think those horses feel? <laughs> they don't. They're dead. Too far? No. No. They're dead. Those oh, horses well, aren't going that's... very far at all. <laughs> they're dead. Terrible. Well, you know what? We will do this for the horses. This is the dedication yeah. to the, yeah. the horse yeah. and the derby. Feeling it. And May the 4th and Cinco de yeah. Cuatro and Cinco de Mayo. We'll talk about horse Celebrate power all. and that'll that'll make up for it all. <laughs> that'll solve yeah. it all. Well, we're glad you're with us. Hey, Jimmy, I got some updates. Let's hear them. This is becoming my favorite part of the program for some reason. You remember how we talked about that unassembled American retro red pedal race I car? I do, yeah. What do you think? Oh, good good night. <laughs> well, so, all right. The question is, is it the race car or the jacket that, that, that brought true. the, you know. Uh, I'm going to say. Just throw a guess out there. 1500 bucks. <laughs> You're way oh, off. No. It sold, get this, $9,200. You, you could buy a real car for that. Yeah, and you still have to put it together in your garage. Yeah. And power it with your own feet. That's the worst part. Yeah. But if you go backwards, it stops. See, that's how pedal calls work. And then they put that in that box, remember? Yeah, they had that. Very. That, that's very the thorough. importance of that, of, of uh, upselling it with the appropriate verbiage. Yes. Yeah. If you said it like you and I are talking about it now, that it's a $1,500 pedal car all day. You yeah, know? No. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe that though? Somebody put that in there, and I, you know, again, I'd love to know what this thing sold for. New, crazy. Uh, you could, you, you could buy a real car. Yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, last second, I talked about a 1995 Ford Explorer XLT 4x4. There was no reserve. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Forest green from the year. What year was so, this one? 95. You know, yeah, eighty-eight thousand miles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This thing went for ninety seven hundred. See, you could have that. <laughs> Eddie Bauer package. Eddie Bauer. Eddie Bauer. It's uh, <laughs> crazy. 
Uh, so there you go. Those are two updates. Let's see. The next update we have is your Lucas Oil sign. Oh. Any guesses there? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just going to say 1500 again. Yeah, you're wrong. 2800 bucks. Holy cow. Wow. Because it works, remember? Somebody else did. Yeah, I, I struggle with That's that because it's Lucas. I yeah. struggle with the fact that it would illuminate. Yeah. Your 65 Lotus Elon S2, little tiny sports car, 36750 That's probably a really I'm going to say that that there. was well bought. Yeah, I agree. I get it. I agree. <clears throat> and then my supercharged uh, aerial Nomad Tactical went for 73000 Double oh four. Wow. So I would have I would have bid seventy three double oh seven just because it seems like these, something James Bond would roll. These about. people have more money than imagination, don't they? <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. They're, or they were yes, we they gotta do. save the three bucks. <laughs> oh, as always, Jimmy. <laughs> I don't know. So good to be with you. <laughs> Hilarious. I don't know. All righty. What are you looking at tonight? Well, uh, first up is a Subaru-powered Porsche 356A Coupe replica by JPS Motorsports. And it's in a lovely shade of blue, and there was some discussion in the comments about what that actual shade may be. Uh, I'm just going to say unknown. But put, uh, put your eyeballs on that and uh, check out that pretty blue color. It's got a tan interior, um, just a really cool looking car. And how how would you describe that blue? Like I would say teal. I don't yeah, know approaching teal, like a sky blue approaching yeah. teal, right? Right. A darker, it's darker it's sky awesome, blue. Awesome color. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, captivating color. And the tan is a nice contrast too. It's like a mm -hmm. camel tan, maybe you know, like a light, like yeah. not too light, not too dark, kind of in, in the middle. It's nice. Yeah. Um, I do have to point out that it has uh, cocoa mats. Um, <laughs> Your favorite. Yeah. So uh, you can throw those out when you get the car at your discretion. Um, but I don't know. Just a neat concept. Uh, the Subaru engine in the in the old Porsche. Uh, I think it's on a VW uh, chassis, you know, a Beetle uh, chassis. And... Uh, just a really cool looking car, um, and not a—I don't know—not not a whole lot of crazy discussion in the commentary. Um, just kind of run-of-the-mill stuff. Nothing, uh, nothing crazy, funny, or anything in there. But uh, the car itself—people well, are trying to guess the blue. Yeah, yeah. People are trying to guess the blue. Somebody said Oslo blue, which is a Porsche color. It's not Oslo blue. Oslo blue is a lot prettier than that. I mean, I like the color, but Oslo blue is one of my favorite. But then my favorite is someone said the color is the color Volkswagen L360C blue. See, that guy knows a lot. I mean, I would have never gone that far to just said Volkswagen C blue. I don't know what the L360 means. Do you well, suppose there's several letter number combinations of C blue from Volkswagen? Probably not. Sometimes when you know a lot, it's best not to say a lot. <laughs> you know? And then, J Jimmy, is this you? Uh, how would someone that's 6'5", 250 fit in the car? What's um, the comments? Now, that, that fellow's a little bit skinnier than I am. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it yeah, could, could be me if I went on a diet. 
Yeah, but you're six five though, so I think you'd hit six, your head anyway. Six four, you know, punched over. Yeah, I don't. I, I managed to thing. cram it all into a to an MGA somehow, so I don't know. Uh, it's super uncomfortable with the top up. So yeah, this would probably be uh, not fun for me. But uh, sure, like the look of it. You know? Yeah, it's awesome. Good yeah. pick. Love it, Jimmy. Good luck with the auction. Yeah, good luck with the auction. Like, I can't wait to see how that one turns out. Um, the second one is. A 1962 Rolls-Royce Silver Cloud II drophead coupe by H.J. Mulliner. And it's stunning. It's uh, gold paint, beige, Connolly leather upholstery. You got to love that. Uh, the tan Everflex vinyl soft top, and that's the same material I have on the black MGA. And, of course, Lucas driving lights. You know, so it's it's got a lot of the same... Uh, uh, features as, as some of the MGA stuff, the same, uh, uh companies, uh, fold out rear picnic tables, you know, because Rolls Royce, right? Nice. Uh, yeah. And, um, it says owner's handbook and tools. And that brings me to the best comment uh, of the, uh, from the, from the comment section. And cause I saw this and I thought, what a lovely car. And my first thought was, man, if somebody just took, uh, and and resto modded the thing and gutted it and put a Chevy big block in it or whatever, and then I then I scroll down through the thing and this guy named Gearface says gorgeous sled, but I'd still want to resto mod the guts not too much, just Morrison frame, Wheelwood uh, discs all around, airbag suspension, HVAC perforated seats, audio LS swap, <laughs> and it says in parentheses ducks flying objects, and then you have the seller. Who comes back and says, uh, at Gearface, as much as we love to welcome all forms of automotive enthusiasm and expression, I virtually hurl a King Dick spanner in your general direction. <laughs> and well, for, <laughs> and I happen to know said King Dick spanner in one sentence. Yeah, that's uh, and see, you're laughing, and I'm not laughing because that's the that those that's the name of the company that made the tools that go in the back of the MGA. So I, I'm familiar with King Dick Spanners. <laughs> do you own a King I, Dick Spanner? I do. Uh, uh, I own a number of them, as a matter of fact. Well, so first off, that's probably well. First, I know it's the first time I've said it, but I guess if they're available, it is not the first time I've asked. said King Dick Spanner. <laughs> 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 okay, so for one who does not own a King Dick Spanner, what does a King Dick Spanner do? Well, it's a wrench. Why do you need the tool? Yeah, it's a wrench, but it's in... It's, oh, it's a spanner. Yeah, they can spanners the wrenches. Yeah, in, it, yeah in but it... Uh, uh, well, here's an example. As, as, a, as, a, as a kid, I was trying to restore the MGA, and, it's, and, and not everything on the MGA is uh, Whitworth thread and all that, but a few parts are some brake parts and, and some carburetor parts. And, and a lot of times that those, uh, those Whitworth things correspond with uh, standard uh, measurements. And so it seems to work out, but there's one, I was working on this particular bolt. Uh, it's a part of the brake system and I never could find a wrench. I had to tighten it down a lot and I never could find a wrench to really uh, tighten it down, even an adjustable wrench. Cause uh, we had craftsman tools and they were kind of iffy back then. 
And um, so I was always stripping this one bolt out and I ended up having to file it down on all the flats just enough to get it to fit. I think a nine sixteenths or whatever it was. I can't remember exactly. And then um, as an adult and, and with the advent of eBay and, and the internet and, you know, international, you know, getting, getting to do stuff internationally a lot easier. I went on there and I found the right size. I can't remember what it, I want to say it was three ace, but uh, I could be completely wrong about it. Uh, and uh, I found the, the appropriate uh, spanner and it fits it and you can snug it up real nice and there's no problem with it. Um, I can get it right in there. So I was super excited to buy it and they had two different ones and one was some other brand. I can't remember. And then one was King Dick. And so I, I bought both of them, but I, I preferentially wanted the King Dick because that was the same company that made the tools in the MGA. What's the, what's the name of the other spanner? I, I'd have to go look. I'd, I'd have to reach yeah. in the toolbox and get it. It's not as exciting as this King Dick. Awesome. <laughs> That'll be the update for next All week. Right. The competitor to the to the more famous King Dick. Uh, yeah, and we can't say it was a competitor. It just happened to be uh, you know available. Yeah, you know, yeah. but yeah. So that was my. Um, need and fascination with it too. Like I was just happy to be able to get something like that. So somebody who wants to resto mod an old Rolls Royce gets a virtual King Dick <laughs> spanner thrown in his direction. Yeah. That's... Internet's a wild place, but you know, like yeah, that's the other thing I, I like and the car stunning, by the way, you have to, you do have to look at the auction. It it's, it's gorgeous. And I'm, I'm definitely one for, uh, trying to keep the original mechanicals, especially on a, a vehicle like that. But I kind of can't fault somebody necessarily for doing that because mm -hmm. they, they may get more use, more general use out of it. Right. And, uh, uh, we were, I saw a uh, Rolls Royce like this. We were at a, uh, uh, resort, uh, some number of years ago in upstate New York. And there was a, I, and it was a, a similar vintage Rolls Royce. And of course they let them park it up front cause it looked awesome and it made the hotel look, you know, better. And, uh, I think that guy had modded some things, but I mean, that guy could hop in his Rolls Royce and take his family to this resort for this summer. So if that's what it took to make something like that work, it's, it's hard to argue with that cause you're, the car itself is uh, a rolling piece of sculpture. So if you get it in front of more people, yeah. I just, there's, I don't know. I just, I don't necessarily, uh, I, I don't think that I would do it for myself, but I don't necessarily feel uh, too bad about it. If it's something that somebody's going to put, get more use out of, you know? Right. So <clears throat> to help us understand Rolls Royce is also a British manufacturer are they as at that era as unreliable as your MGA? I, I would assume they are because you're still talking about Lucas uh, electrics. I mean, you still <laughs> got the whole, all the stuff. That's why I made that point, you know, like it's still the same subcontractors, right? They're still, right. Uh, but I'm sure. And, and, and let's be honest, uh, British engineering uh, is uh, unusual to say the least. And, and I feel like I have a kinship with it. And I understand it, but it, as an American, if you're looking at something like this, you're, you, you get into something like that and you're like, well, why wouldn't they just do it this way? There's a lot of that, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so, I, but uh, there's an elegance and an art to it. And there's a, almost a mentality that goes into it. Like, oh yeah, you would like, you know, an American would put a screw there and then 
the British would put a bolt and uh, three washers and a and a nut and a nut that you couldn't get to on the backside of it, or a captive <laughs> nut. They love the, those captive nuts are fun when they get yeah, stripped out, and locked spin. it down, huh? Yeah, they're horrible and lots of that stuff, you know. Um, but uh, it's a, I think it's a mindset, and once you get in it, uh, you know, some of that resto mod stuff might seem abhorrent, but I would I would go so far as with this one to say uh, if it were something that this thing's a work of art. So I don't know, maybe it ends up in a in somebody's garage yeah. and people just salivate over it when they come to visit or something. But I would say something like that that would get it out in front of more people uh, and just looking at it externally. It's it's a it's a it's a beautiful piece of uh, machinery. So if it had a if one of those pulled up and it had a Chevy in it, I, it wouldn't. Uh, Oddly enough, I don't think it would hurt my feelings too much because they were using it, you know. Well, it is it is pretty, and I guess since uh, we're talking some some British cars, I'm gonna follow suit tonight. I'm looking at a nine thousand mile, and I think let me just preface this by saying, I think Aston Martins are some of the most beautiful cars ever built. Every single one of them. I don't know what the, they just they're, they're beautiful, beautiful works of art. Yeah. So I'm looking at a 9,000 mile 2006 Aston Martin DB9 Volante six speed. Hey, you had me at Volante. Um, yeah, which that's what they say when they when want to say convertible. It just makes it sound faster. You know, this isn't a, a color. It's a Ferrari color. It's called Ferrari Grigio Titanio paint. And there's a comment in here that I love that this fellow, uh, he says, Added this to my unofficial manual DB9 registry, because this one's a manual transmission. That's two VINs this week for a total of 38 cars. I believe 170 manual Volantes were sold in the United States, unsure on the number of manual coupes. This is the only Grigio Titanio DB9 I've recorded. Uh, so there you go. I've said a lot of esoteric things in my life. Um <laughs> But I, uh, I couldn't imagine keeping a personal registry of MGAs. I just have no. <laughs> and there's a guy that does it, by the way. So this guy's not unique. Oh, yeah. There's a guy that does that. He keeps his own personal registry. But it's like, who cares? I don't know. I just, uh, wow. So funny. Uh, I, I, uh, how many seconds of life do you have on this planet that, that that's a thing? I mean, I don't know. I, I should keep my mouth shut. Hey, if, if it makes you happy, uh, go for it, you know? Yeah, no, you're right. I, I don't know where and where are you finding them? Like, where are you looking, right, to, to catch all these? Um, well, this guy, the guy know. that does it for the MGA, he's on the MGA forum. And, and, okay, so I'm on the MGA forum. So here I am talking about, you know, precious seconds of life and I, Spent a lot of time there. <laughs> so guilty. But this guy, every time somebody says, oh, I got a new MGA, I have lots of questions. And the guy will pop up and he'll say, what's the VIN number on it? You know, and they'll go, well, yeah. where is that? And there he's like, here it is. And and then he goes, put it in the thing now, you know. Yeah. And well, and I'll tell you, I may be, uh, this is probably uh, not a good thing, but uh uh, I, I, uh, have not registered, uh, a couple of my MGAs with the, uh, MGA register folk. So they're not on the, 
<laughs> they're not on the uh, because I'm keeping it on the down low <laughs> because you don't want this guy to reach out. To I, you, eh? I don't know. I just feel like uh, maybe I feel like uh, when I when I leave this uh, planet uh, and somebody comes across these cars, they're going to be like, "Oh, look, we found another twin cam." Oh, I, I don't know. Then you'll feel guilty. No, I, uh, you know, I'll be dead like those horses. You'll be dead. Well, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'll be riding one of those horses. <laughs> so on these, what's what's interesting about these cars is right now this has got seven days to go. Bids at twelve five. Um, if you go to the internet and want to buy one of these, there's an 07 with sixty five hundred miles. It's not a Volante. It's a coupe. Uh, 68 grand. Uh, there's a Volante with uh, fairly low miles, 12,000 miles. So, you know, just a few thousand more than this for 56,500. It's not a manual transmission car. It's an automatic. But it, it's astounding to me that you can pick up one of these cars, an Aston Martin, for... 50,000 bucks, right? This stickered in 2006 for $186,000. It's just crazy depreciation. Well, and, and, and that goes to show, because you're, you're used to the Porsche world too, right? So that's true. Right, that, uh, what was it? That uh, 997, you know, when I was looking at that in 2010, it had depreciated about 30 or $40,000 and it was a $200,000 car new, wasn't it? The, the yeah. turbo and now it's already yeah. back up uh above a hundred some odd thousand right like 120 130,000 you see them go for now yeah so. i mean i would predict this might go higher you know than what what because it's such a it's a rare color combination one and it's a manual transmission so this is probably going to go for 80 to 100 is my guess We'll know next week when we do the, well the i, I want to add something here to your uh to your listing I decided to look up Volante, and yeah. uh, there are three uh, three definitions here. Uh, number one, a two-wheeled vehicle peculiar to Spanish-American countries, having a chase body hung forward of the <laughs> axle and driven by a postillion. And I will not look up whatever a postillion is. Uh, is that a horse? I don't know. Whatever. Uh Number two, maybe I will look it up. Number two, yeah. a two-wheeled carriage formerly much used in Cuba. The body is in front of the axle. The driver rides on the horse. Maybe a postillion is a horse. And that, that yeah. would be in our keeping in our horse theme tonight. And then number three, a cumbrous two-wheeled pleasure carriage used in Cuba. Huh. Well, just so you know, postillion is a person who rides the leading left-hand horse of a team or pair drawing a coach <laughs> carriage especially when there is no coachman what uh, what does it say about their pantaloons <laughs> <laughs> well in this case your british counterparts uh, must have misunderstood that definition because volante in this in this sense means convertible they they were they, they were too busy they had to name it and they were uh, Busy Duck and King Dick, Dick Spanners. 
Uh, Volante. I would have named it. I would have named it the Aston Martin DB9 Postilion. Postilion. Because <laughs> then people would be like, I don't know what's going on. And they put the steering wheel on the other side and be done with it. So, well, awesome. I'll just do that one tonight, and we will have some updates next week. Any final thoughts on this Cinco de Cuatro, Jimmy? Uh, just grateful to have you guys on board with us again, and uh, looking forward to seeing how some of these auctions turn out, and and, and wishing everybody, uh, you know, the happiest of Derby seasons because this is uh, <laughs> it's a special time for all of us. Uh, I'd like to <laughs> I'd like to keep the, those horses that have passed away in our prayers, um, and. Yeah, uh, and, and, and uh, I hope that, uh, you know, uh, I don't even know what to hope for. It's such a tragedy. I don't know. I'm told, I'm just, I'm wrecked, you know. Hope to win the trifecta when you make your bets this uh, Saturday for the Derby, Jimmy. Yeah, uh, that would be if I were to place a bet. And <laughs> that's probably not going to happen. No. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm. Nor will I. I am betting on the Rolls Royce. Uh, 1962 yes. Rolls Royce. That's my, <laughs> that's my bet. That's your horse in this that's race. Right. Huh? Yeah. Well, as always, if you'd like to reach out to us at GLWTA podcast at gmail.com, drop us an email and uh, love to have you on or feature your car. So uh, thanks for listening. Happy Derby. Happy Cinco de Cuatro. Happy Cinco de Mayo. May the fourth be with you. There any more, Jimmy? Uh, Thurby, Happy Thurby. I don't know. Happy Thurby. Thurby. Yeah. Oaks. That's the yeah. worst. Thurby. Yeah. Well, and I'm now out. there's a there's a five o two day because it's you know May second, and then the area code here is five o two. So uh, happy five o two. You know, they're they're trying to make <laughs> that terrible. a thing. It'll happen. Yeah, unfortunately, it will. Yeah, it's yeah. inevitable. Well. Oh, happy to reach you. Yeah, hey, tell, uh, tell your postillion I said hello. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>